This episode of the Oversell Podcast is dedicated to the memory of Jackson Gregory Chopel. I love you and I miss you, son. Hey guys, this is the elitist Brandon Espinoza, a.k.a. SP, and you're listening to the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 67 and we are talking all things professional wrestling. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast! the oversell podcast my name is Derek I am Mike and we are here to talk some professional wrestling be sure you're following us on Twitter we are at oversell podcast facebook.com slash oversell podcast and while you're out there on the internet check out www.oversellpodcast.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player it's just you're gonna shop on Amazon like you always do. There's nothing different. There's no hidden fees or secret fees or anything like that. We just get a small kickback on anything sold through that link. So shop, shop, shop while you can. You can also follow me on Twitter. I am at Derek D E R I C K O V E R S E L L. At WolfMike23. Well, that's it for the housekeeping. It's been a long time since it feels like it's been a long time since we've mm, talked to you guys. Yeah. Um, we had Clash of Champions this Sunday. Um. Uh, you know, I phased in and out of it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. And, uh, it, you know, it just seemed like a meh kind of show. It wasn't bad. I mean, if you look at Raw, the whole Raw brand lately, it's just been kind of eh. You would think the brand split would have helped. Yeah, it. well, it has helped. It's helped SmackDown. It's helped SmackDown <laughs> because, they're. you know, I, I thought, uh, what was it, Backlash? Yeah. I thought that was a solid show. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It's, it, well, no, it's two, three <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, because pay-per-views are every two weeks now. Yeah, but I thought that, you know, Backlash is a good show, and then this one just, you know, eh. Like I said, I enjoyed it, but, I mean, do we want to do a, a run-through? or? Yeah, you'll have to carry me through this, because I, I, I... I will, too, because it's... I don't remember a lot nowadays. <laughs> or I'll just go over how, like, I know... I was really impressed, and I was surprised that I was impressed with the uh, the Sheamus and Cesaro match. You know, a lot of people didn't like that finish. I didn't really like the finish either, but I kind of understand why they did it that way, so it can continue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the finish was kind of odd. That you know, it is the best of seven, so you figure that to be the the blow off match, but then you end it in a no contest because neither one of them can continue. And it was neither one could continue after they just went over the the barricade. Right. It wasn't like a high spot or anything. It's just a clothesline they're, over the barricade. And they're and and they were just beating the hell out of each other. Right. And then they beca- end up becoming a tag team, <laughs> right. on Raw because Mick Foley is that's the kind kind of things Mick Foley does. I think he was tapping into Teddy Long there. Yeah, everything's got to be a tag, tag match. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the I don't know if you saw. Did you see the? The near broken neck of Cesaro. Yes, that I did see, and good lord, any normal human is not getting up from that. No, I don't. And, and it was great though, because like when as soon as it happened, like Seamus immediately reached out and like held his head for support to make sure that like you know he wasn't dead or right. broken completely or anything. And I know that was 
you know, if it would have been a different camera angle, nobody would have ever seen that. But it was it was really cool. You know, these guys are supposedly fighting, you know, and just destroying each other. But as soon as he thought he was hurt, he immediately reached out to help him and then right back into the match. I thought the women's match, I thought I thought they put on, I will say this, they did put on a great match. Yeah, that was a good match. And, you know, with those three ladies, you know you're going to get the best they can give you. They are currently the best three active. Yeah, well, on Raw. True, okay. Like I said, this brand split, I think SmackDown's making off like a bandit because they're like, aren't the ratings getting close? I don't know. haven't really paid attention to the ratings. I think like SmackDown's come close to beating Raw in the ratings. And you know actually why that is? I'll tell you what the real secret is behind that. The show following SmackDown, everyone wants to watch, (laughs) is Chris Lee Knows Best. Yeah, I've never watched a single episode it, of that. It is hilarious. The only reason I know that dude is because, wasn't he on Raw or something? Yeah, his family was visiting Raw or something, and they were just, i tell you something, I, I, I'm having a great time here, and me and my family, and Lord help me, this family's crazy enough, but take them to a wrestling match, it is something else. <laughs> and you know, oh, i got to start up the ch- chat room, which you can always join at mixlr.com slash podcast. When I started up. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, the women killed it. Uh, I thought the the Reigns-Rusev match was pretty good. Reigns walks out as your United States Heavyweight yeah. Champion. They're is- actually kind of getting behind him again. Fans still boo him out the building, but... You know, and Dustin Five Star was at Raw when it was in Memphis, and he said, you know, there people may have been booing him, but a lot of people on the outside were sure wearing a uh, Roman Reigns shirt. Uh, we got to see the debut of our Cruiserweight champion. You know, he, they didn't bring the Cruiserweight champion on that first night of Raw, which I thought was an interesting choice. But one thing I've got to say I love about TJ Perkins, I already love his entrance music. Oh, yeah. yeah the whole no, Nintendo thing. Yeah, it had the Nintendo feel. It, it reminded me of Mega Man. Which I think his his Twitter handle is Mega TJP, so yeah. that tells yeah. you a lot about the guy. But I, I loved his interest music, and I thought, you know, I'm glad the cruiserweights are here, and it was a good solid cruiserweight match. It's nice seeing Brian Kendrick back. I never thought I would yeah. say that, but yeah. it's now he was in a tag team with Paul London, right? And right. They were just two crazy guys. Pretty much. Two wild and crazy <laughs> guys. Somewhat, Look yeah, yeah. Our, we are wearing really tight pants. But they were. I think at the time they were like the longest reigning tag champs or something. Really? Yeah, I know they had it for like, I want to say 200 something days, but I could be wrong. But yeah, TJ Perkins, really awesome. I like how the last couple weeks they've really been bringing in more and more of the cruiserweights. I mean, yeah, they didn't bring them all in at once. Right. Now, what do you think about how when the cruiserweights come out, the lighting changes and the rope colors change and. It's interesting. I don't see really the point in it. I mean, I don't. I mean, they're almost treating it like it's a different brand, mm-hmm. and I don't see the point in that. They've already got what nine brands right now. <laughs> I mean, they've. But I did not know until just recently. I didn't realize that uh, T.J. Perkins was in TNA prior to that. I did not either. He was manic. Uh, he was okay. masked. He was. I, I just remember Manic with uh, the Beatdown Club 
with MVP and Samoa Joe and which we've got to talk about TNA too. Yeah, we will. That, that's we some will. that's some crazy stuff going with them. Yeah, um, but yeah, Brian, it's good. I, I I really like I like that the cruiserweights are here, but I think they're doing they're at giving them it's just a little too much, just a tad too much. How so? Uh, just I don't like the whole they get their own rope colors. I I just want it to be another match on the card, right? You know, like it was in WCW. WCW was the perfect ones that booked cruiserweights because they, they just came in and told them, "Go work, go work, do your thing, get out." It's that simple. I mean, yeah, different weight class, I guess. You know, going for a totally different title, but they should still be treated all as equals. I mean, it's they were brought to the Raw brand, so they're Raw brand superstars. They should. Yeah, I don't really understand the whole difference. Yeah, I don't either. It's it's just something weird. That I'm I'm sure eventually. Um, um, I'm sure eventually maybe they'll kind of drift away from it, but you know, I, I I like that the cruiserweights are here. I'm glad they're here, but they just. And I never, I didn't get to talk to you. Did you get to finish the cruiserweight classic? For the most part. I mean, I didn't necessarily watch every single minute, but yeah, I mean, I overall I got what did, through. Overall, what did you think of that? It was great. I mean, you can already tell, though, that, and I think I've even read online, that they're toning down the cruiserweights. They're not letting them go with as many high spots and really the speed that they had in the classic. Like, the classic was to get you hooked on these guys, and now they're going to bring them in and make them be a little bit more safe. And I don't really like that too much. Yeah, I, I can get that. But, you know, it's also Vince's baby, and he's going to, you know, Vince and Kevin Dunn aren't going to, because I had to throw <laughs> his guy. name in there. Yeah. Vince and Kevin Dunn aren't going to let. You got to meet that quota now. Uh, You know, they're not going to let them do what, because they, they, you know, they have a certain style that they want, requ- for work, that they think works for TV. Right. Hey, Shaggy's going to join us. All right. Hey, buddy. What's up, sexy? What's going on? <laughs> How you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You know, got got pizza coming and Lucha Underground. Yeah, man. Yeah, we can talk about a little bit about Lucha Underground uh, a little bit later. Right now, we've just been kind of talking Clash of the Champions. You know, what what do you think of it? Um, yo, okay, it's kind of funny to me because I. I haven't been a good boy. I haven't been watching any of the raw stuff as much. Mm-hmm. I've been in and out of it, and just like I watched Clash of Champions with the intention of like I put it put it like this. I've seen the end of almost every match except for the cruiserweight match, and if that tells you any indication on how much I love wrestling, I mean, considering the your audience knows how much I love wrestling, and um. But that's just where that product is to be. I, however, let's all agree that Jericho is just the greatest thing. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, there's there's two people in the wrestling world that have reinvented themselves perfectly, one being Chris Jericho and the other one being Matt Hardy to me. There's been no greater reinventing of yourself than what you're seeing with Matt Hardy right now. Yeah, it's it's – and Matt Hardy has just been – Matt Hardy is just, I mean, and 
I want to talk. I can't talk enough about Matt Hardy because now I start thinking about that uh, the the upcoming rumors and everything. But you know, uh, but back to Night of Class Champions. Yeah. Um, I actually I enjoyed Class Champions. I mean, I, it's not. I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy SmackDown. Yeah. And that's Raw right now just seems to be in a lull. And I think part of the problem, and Mike, you chime in on this too. The main difference between, other than camera work with Raw and SmackDown, is Raw is centered around Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon. And SmackDown seems to be centered around more about the, the people in the ring, the stories they're telling and stuff like that. It's not, it's not every other skit is... Mick Foley talking to the wrestlers, or Shane, or Stephanie McMahon talking to the wrestlers. You know? <laughs> NXT, well, NXT SmackDown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not about who's in control. It's about you know that they're only going to Shane and Daniel Bryan when they need, right? You know, a leader. Uh, you know, they need a, a decision made by a leader, or when they need to piss off Miz. Or I guess yeah, yeah. exactly. Or, yeah. or or hey, Miz. Come cut a promo on Daniel Bryan and make it awesome, you know. And, and exactly. that's pretty much what. Okay, uh, even though I know we're talking class champions, and I hate to even get off more off the rails, but if Miz doesn't get a title run sometime this year or next year, I I'm just gonna. I, it's just it's just gonna be all just all wrong, just all wrong. That dude, that dude deserves more than what he's getting. Because he has been on fire. You know, he's one of those guys, when he clicks, man, he brings it all. And he, you know, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just, you know, back when he was the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, you know, he was bringing A-plus stuff with his promos and stuff like that. He, You could tell he wanted to be watched on TV. And now we're yeah. kind of getting some of that attitude back. I don't know if maybe he was just getting kind of burnt out then or something like that. He revamped himself somewhat, but you know he's one of those dudes that only have to be that only can be a heel. He can never be a face. That's ever. right. Yeah. yeah, I cannot see a world in where I can cheer for the Miz unless it's like silently going like, "You go, boy, you go." <laughs> but I'm booing you because I respect you. What did you think? And uh, we've we've already talked a little bit about the cruiserweights and the triple threat. Cesaro, and okay, Sheamus. real quick with the tri- with cruiserweights to hell. With Cincinnati, even though it was more so on Raw that they made me mad with that shit, it's still, like, just, like, it was, okay, even though it wasn't Cleveland, I, like, that was, that's, I'm all over the place. I just remember, I, that's just one thing I remember on Raw that made me, that pissed me off to no end was the response. But the, the Cruiserweight match between, but back to class champions, because I'm going to stay focused. Back to class of champions, <laughs> uh, the Cruiserweight match between, uh, between, um, the Kendrick and um, TJP. First off, TJP's entrance was fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that entrance music is I, just something. That fucking entrance music just made me want to play some, like, just made me want to dust off the old Sega Genesis and go and go ham on it. <laughs> um, yes, I was one of those kids. I had a Sega before I had a Nintendo. But anyway, um, and... S- the like I enjoyed that. I actually thought Brian Kendrick was gonna win off the principle of like Vince knows who he is and he doesn't know who TJP is. Mm-hmm. And Vince likes for his champs champions to be known somewhat. So he he's like, I don't know who these cruiserweights are, but I know who Brian Kendrick is and he's great. 
So <laughs> I'm going to put the belt on him. And I'm like, that wouldn't have established, especially how they treated TJP, too. You didn't even see him on Raw. Yeah, that was interesting. I thought that was interesting. You didn't even. And then apparently the stuff that you did see was on the pre-show. And the pre-show stuff on for Raw was, and he was tripping all over his words. He was nervous. And, you know, and that's, and you know, Vince is watching. Vince is always watching. And it, it just, he kind of figured, he was like, man, he's going to take that belt off of me. I was like, I'm not even going to be mad because it's Kendrick. But at the same time, man, that, that would suck. Um, but to, but to on the Cesaro and Sheamus, you want to talk about having a match where you're beating the shit out of each other? And that was, that was that match, especially with, uh, Cesaro doing his best Ralph Wiggum impression of going straight through something only to land head first. <laughs> nice, nice pull there. I like yeah. that pull. Yep. Just come on, man. Like it's he like, like I saw that that was right as I cut that match on is that's the part I saw. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, man. And then he got right back up and said, I'm going to continue to wrestle because I am all that is man. And that was, that and was my favorite match of the night. I mean, it was it was a good match. It was well deserved. That, like he was, they were they killed it. That and the tri- I think the triple threat was your best match of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, this is up there. I will agree for the yeah. I, I like for what I saw the triple threat. I mean, and I hate even saying that because I, well, I hate even saying this next thing I was gonna say because I always feel like any triple threat that those women have been in, I probably seen a better version of it on NXT. Uh, which is just being biased as shit. Um, <laughs> but I say match of the night would go to Sheamus and Cesaro. Like, obviously. How did, how did you feel about the finish? Uh, about which one? The triple threat? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. The finish of Cesaro and Cesaro, finish. yeah. Um, well, it kind of made sense. And someone on Twitter... So someone on Twitter pretty much came out and said after that as like after that match ended he says man I'm not going to be surprised if Mick Foley puts puts both Cesaro and Sheamus in a tag team in, in a tag team because that's still clarify like clarify uh clarifies what the hell is clarify <laughs> clarifies <laughs> clarifies that he acts that that's a title belt that they both can go for and that was a lovely cop out I don't know how you guys feel about it that was great because that's like, man, I hate you. I hate you more, but let's just kind of like do what we need to do. Show them that we don't suck type of deal. I liked it, but uh, um, the end of it, I, I I will say this. I probably wouldn't have wanted uh, Seamus to get dragged off. Like, ooh, you're holding me back. Ooh. Like, I wouldn't have, I didn't like that too much. Um it kind of took away from his character a bit because it didn't help the fact that Cesaro went right back in the ring and was like, yo, I'm right here. I'm right here, dog. I'm right here. What are you going to do? And then he, you know, yeah, it's like they pitched him out. And joining us now also through our fantastic Skype line that I completely know how to use perfectly <laughs> is uh, Fred, who is the host of the Kayfabe Connection at the letter K, F-A-B-E Connection on Twitter. And Fred got to actually participate or be at the show for Clash of the Champions. So what was the crowd like there? Oh, man. So first off, third row, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> got to take home a chair for the first time, so that was lovely. 
Uh, but no, yeah, the crowd during this match, I mean, there were people uh, ringside that were like, God, why do we care about this? And they were they were voicing their displeasure uh, about it. And I think that, uh, and it shows too, If you watch, even if you watch back at home, the crowd was pissed at that finish of just nothing. And it's crazy because I even joked just being sarcastic to the guy next to me. I'm like, oh, God, watch it in a double DQ or something ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know, for obvious reasons, they, they shut it down, and, and they went with that finish. And the dude next to me, I was sitting down, and he was standing up at the time, and he just gave me that slow motion, just head tilt, and just looked at me like, you, you know, you jinxed it. You know, like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the crowd the crowd wanted a finish. They wanted a fight, and uh, I think it's a testament to what those two did in the ring. Uh, no one really gave a shit, and rightfully so. WWE didn't give us a reason to give a, give a shit about it. But uh, as the match went on, it, it turned into a pretty solid match. I will say, too, when Cesaro hit that toe pace, well, I, I don't want to say hit. <laughs> he didn't successfully hit it. When he attempted <laughs> oh, he the toe pace su- suicida. Oh, he hit oh, something. Man. It wasn't he, a person. He, he attempted <laughs> the toe pace su- suicida. suicida and, 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 when, and when I just was like, oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah. Everybody just messed for me. And the, whole, the rest of the match wasn't even really focused on the match. Now it was like, is Cesaro okay? Uh, the focus of the match kind of shifted to his safety. It's like that. That's the way to say it. You know, you start not caring, then you get emotionally invested, then the, that botch happens, and then it just it's distracting from the match, and then you get, uh, you know, a, a, a stupid finish uh, that's indecisive, and, uh, you know, that's that, that that's what happens. So uh, the payoff with the tag team, I don't know if you'd call that a payoff, uh, Sheamus is at that point where what do you do with him? And, you know, Cesaro's in the same boat, but Sheamus has had his time in the sun, and uh, Cesaro has it. You know, it's just Sheamus is a multi-time champion. Cesaro, we're just we're waiting for him to turn the corner. And, uh, you know, you had the little playful uh, Twitter exchange with Daniel Bryan saying, isn't your uh, Raw contract up? And Cesaro's like, I'll look into it, you know, over Twitter. So, It'll be interesting. Uh, they uh, they gotta pull a trade or do something, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it was just a weird match. That's <laughs> that's what I got. I actually thought all of it. I actually thought that I actually thought the trade for that was gonna happen a while ago, but yeah. when it didn't happen, I oh, was like, yeah. oh, I was like, oh, okay. I guess we know what we're doing. That's like I guess when the when that uh when the best of seven series was happening, that's when I thought that trade. Well, that's when it, I was like, oh, the trade's not happening. But yeah, man. and you would think that SmackDown would be such a perfect fit for Cesaro because I don't know how you get how the rest of the group feels, but uh, I don't want to be a guy. But SmackDown is killing Raw every week. And oh, I've already, I've already had that soap opera parody, and SmackDown is a guy. wrestling <laughs> show. You know, so uh, it's just it's a perfect fit. You got Elf over there. You got plenty of guys that can work. Uh, Diggler's doing his thing right now, uh, and if you get into SmackDown talk, there's something to definitely talk about there. I mean, I'm super hyped about No Mercy. And that was about Flash, but I was also going to it. There's a certain bias to that, but uh, yeah, it's just a weird fit for Cesaro on Raw. He's just kind of lost in the fold, and it's it's pretty unfortunate at this point. Starting with Mike on this next question, should the New Day be finishing people by hitting them with their with the trombone? Not if their faces, uh-huh. no. Absolutely not. And I was really surprised that they didn't lose at the pay-per-view. I really thought that that was going to be the end of their their run and they were finally going to, you know, push Gallows and Anderson. But they're just 
shitting on Gallows and Anderson again. Yeah, I, I mean, they're funny, but I'm ready to see these dudes just come in and start whooping ass. Like when they first came in. Yeah, yeah. When they just, that first roll, they came in, just beat the hell out of everybody, yeah. and then just jetted without saying a word. Now they're cu- cutting promos on old farts and... I mean, it's funny, but then they kind of have... I don't know. I don't really think they need to do that against New Day. New Day already has the, the comedy down. You should have the two guys come in that are just completely serious and, you know, the counterpoint, basically. Completely agree. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was so pissed off being there because for me, it was two things. One, it was like, man... Owens, I've been a Steam supporter for years, and to see Owens main event a pay per view is just—it was surreal. And then also, uh, you know, a year ago, kind of hanging out with Machine Gun Gallows before the Global War show in Toronto, and just kind of talking like dudes, seeing them competing for the tag team championships once again, it was uh, just—it was so surreal. And everyone in there was shocked with the finish. No one, even the New Day fans. No one saw New Day retaining. It was kind of one of those things like, okay, they're you know, the, almost to the 400-day mark. Yeah, they're due for throwing the title soon. And Gallows again. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna have these guys lose to them again. And then we get you know the baby faces using Francesca too for the win. And you're and it's just this is my gripe with New Day. I mean, I was calling them stale day at the show. I did. Uh, I did purchase the box of Budios minus the cereal for five dollars. I definitely needed that as a collectible. But, but they're just <laughs> yeah, right. Their run is over though. It, it, it's not funny anymore. Just at least to me, uh, it's it's run its course. And the problem that I have is, you know, you think of tag team wrestling, you look at like NXT, and you see teams like DIY, and you see teams like the Revival just putting on just just star-studded, excellent wrestling matches. Even on SmackDown, you know, the Usos are heels now, which completely revitalized their gimmick. They're not as stale as they used to be. There's something intriguing about that. Uh, there's talent over there. And then you look on the Raw side, uh, Enzo and Cass aren't even at the pay-per-view. And on top of it, you have a team that has two ass-kickers, and they're losing to guys with unicorns on their head. You know, it just it makes no sense the direction or lack thereof they have for for machine gun and uh and for gallows right now. It just it makes zero sense. And so I just New Day's at that point. It's not funny anymore. It's just forced. And uh I assume they're probably gonna keep the titles to beat demolitions link because as of right now, demolitions in the middle of a stupid lawsuit against WWE, so we know WWE is notorious for spiting people, you know, sending them their pink slip on their birthday or their wedding day or whatever. So, yes, you're probably going to see New Day keep the tag titles long enough for the next, what, three months to beat Demolition's longest title reign. Uh, that's just going to be a long, champ, so. that's gonna be a long three months. I mean, Hell in a Cell, oh. honestly, Hell in a Cell, Hell in a Cell should be New Day and Gallows and, 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 uh, and Anderson, and they should beat the living shit out of them. New Day. Like, we saw a little bit of that. They left a bloody on Raw. We should see a complete dominant from start to finish, pillar to post, ass whooping to finally rid them of the tag titles. Like, that's the only thing at this point you can do uh, to save the club. That's it. I don't see how you come back from this uh, for them. It's just kind of weird at this point what why they're doing this to this tag team. Shaggy, what do you think? 
Boo! <laughs> Day. That is so. That is so eloquent. Actually, he pretty much came and said everything that I would have said. I my first inst- like okay, I was I was watching the Bucks fail that Monday uh, that Sunday night, and then um, only for um, the then I realized pay per view was on, and right as I do that, and I see New Day, I see Xavier hitting Xavier hitting uh, Gallows with was it Gallows or, Car- or Andrew Carl what. He using Francesca to clocking one of the clocking one of the like clocking one of the guys in the club, and I saw that and I'm like, I instantly tweeted out, "New Day One, Xbox on." <laughs> like I'm just I'm just I'm I refuse like Xbox turn on FIFA 17 like I'm done with this. It's why even bring those guys in if you're gonna fucking job? Like, I understand, like, and they're perfectly fine doing the job, but come on, man. You could find other tag Might teams. Might as well have trade them to SmackDown and have them job exactly. out with Wyatt. They can be a new Wyatt family. No, <laughs> you put them back with AJ. You just fucking put them back with AJ. At that point, that was like, a just give move on their part. Yeah. Well, give, yeah, just give them, like, if you're gonna do this, you could have had them fucking stay with AJ. Like, come on, man. Like, Can you imagine the club backing a champion AJ Styles right now with the tag team titles on SmackDown? Oh, that'd be Yeah, oh. they'd be the biggest. I mean, they'd be the biggest heel tag team. I mean, I understand why. Sorry, guys. I understand why um, the Usos turned, but that was they needed it. But, I mean, come on, man. You honestly think, like, the biggest heels, the biggest tag team heels on that show is the fucking Usos. Then after that, who do you else take as a threat? Um, exactly. Nobody. <laughs> well, you know, I wish I wish we could take the Vaude villains as a threat. I love those guys. I'm not even gonna lie, but come on, man. No, what this is not what we're doing. What you guys said about imagine seeing AJ Styles with the World Championship with the new with the New Day. Well, <laughs> yeah, with the club holding titles right behind him. It that's the closest thing we get to Evolution holding all the titles again. Right. And that would be an awesome image. Do you guys remember Good that? Right? Yeah. I mean, do, do do you remember the Raw in, where? In, they, yeah, all of Evolution came out and just stood there at the top of the ramp, holding all four titles. Uh, I, I was pretty much singing a the theme yeah, song absolutely. in my Lindy voice. New, uh, New Year's Revolution. <laughs> yep, yep. It was, oh, that was just such yeah, a New cool Year's revolution. Image. Uh, Look at you. Yeah, being all knowledgeable. Did, did you see how apparently <laughs> Vince well, McMahon uh, didn't it, even it, know that uh, Gallows was Festus? Yeah, I did see that a while back. That makes oh my God. so much sense. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. This is the same man that called. Yo, um, I think he a... thought uh, Michael Tarver from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Michael Tarver from Texas was Kofi. Man, no, he called him Shelton. Man, no. Shelton Benjamin. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you man, brought that up, Shelton. Everyone take... laughed. He had no idea what was going on. Yo, no, I, I think fucking, I think it was one of the early Jericho podcasts they were on, and he's like. Yeah, what if he is like, what if Vince doesn't know your show? Like, doesn't. Uh, I think Carl said, yeah, what if they don't know of your Festus? He's like, man, shut up. I don't want them to remember that if they don't, because we all be fucked. <laughs> and then this happens, and I'm like, oh my God, this is true, and this is the greatest fucking thing that ever happened. <laughs> I mean, probably not. They're going to realize this. Is an example of WWE taking. We hired who? <laughs> what were you saying, Fred? I was going to say, this is an example of WWE 
as he done were in New Japan. I mean, multi-time uh, heavyweight tag team champion, and of course, Carl Anderson, Gaijin, G1 finalist. Uh, they were so cool in the ball club, and then they come over, and it's just a prime example that we've seen time and time again uh, of, the, of WWE taking in talent that, that that makes wrestling cool and kind of transcends wrestling. I mean, there's probably people that have Bullet Club shirts on that don't even watch wrestling uh, like we do. You know, they're just casual fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take something that's cool and they make it completely uncool. It's like, how do you take like the hottest thing in wrestling in the last several years and turn it into something that you just you have no interest in and completely strip them of any cool points that they once had? Uh, it should be fairly can... easy. I mean, they tried. It's more than just throwing a two-sweet up. I mean, uh, but but the, the nail was in the coffin when they when they traded them away from AJ. I mean, like yep. we were saying yeah. earlier. It's just... Well, then again, this is when we also had Finn on that show, so we actually had bright hopes, and then Finn gets hurt. Now we don't know what the hell's going on. Chris Jericho, you always oh, you always had that in your back in the back of your head, like. Okay, is Finn going to do something with them? Is they not going to do anything? Are they going to attack Finn? Who knows? We can go any directions. And then Finn gets hurt, and now we don't know shit. How many months was it in a row that you thought at the pay-per-view Finn Balor was going to show up and join the club? Like eight eight months in a row or something (laughs) like that. Eight pay-per-views in a row. Eight Sunday Night Raws in a row. Whatever you want to call them. Whatever you want to call them. Chris Jericho right now is doing his best work, and I thought him and Sammy, they had an all right match. Um, It's... To yeah. me, it's crazy that Jericho would go over. See, yeah, everybody's like, shocked. The only, the only explanation <laughs> I have for that is to make Owens look, look stronger as, as his kind of his That's, you know, yeah. confidant, his, his, his partner, you know? Mm-hmm. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and he, and he won in a dickish way, too. So it's kind of like, it's. I mean, it, it wasn't terrible. It's not like he beat him, like, super-duper clean, at least of what I remember. Yeah. It's not like he beat him super duper clean because if he like just fucking destroyed him, they'd be like, "What the fuck did Sammy do?" And now you just gotta have fuck. You just gotta have fucking Sam, find Sammy to do. At that point, you start wondering if Sammy ever pissed somebody off. Like, Sammy must have said the wrong curse word way too loud. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck, fucking shit!" And be like, "Whoa, man, there's kids here." I, <laughs> just... I could honestly see. I could honestly see WWE booking him this way intentionally to try to resurrect the similar storyline that they had with Daniel Bryan to where they piss fans off so bad the way that they're booking him that he is another kind of uh, Daniel Bryan sort of adjacent character where the crowd gets behind him, they're sick of them losing matches or not being on pay-per-views, and just the fans wanting more actually makes him a bigger star versus, you know, Sami Zayn holding a U.S. title or an IC run or whatever, you know, like I think that might be the direction we might be seeing them, them take with, with Sami Zayn. I would actually like Sami Zayn to get into a program with Roman Reigns and chase that U.S. title. Well, because let's be, let's be honest here. Roman would actually be a better transitional champion than actual U.S. champion because ah, he's a little too good for that U.S. belt. That is mm-hmm. a hell of a transition because that was about where is where I was going next. Rusev winning the WWE United States Champion against Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman mm-hmm. Reigns ex- yeah, losing, yeah. yeah or, Reigns beat Rusev. That's what I meant. He said it backwards. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. that's what. He, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Reigns got out of the um, the uh, accolade. He's how many people have done that? And that, but that Cena like twelve is, times, though. but. Look, 
Look at who it is, though. Like, Mark Henry attempted to get out of it, but then, you know, Rusev had to beat him down and put him in it. But then, come on, man. I mean, it's Roman, and I'm fine. Like I said, I'm fine with it. I was like, I wanted Ruru to win, like, honestly, and keep going, but I, I totally understand him losing it to Roman because, look, man, Roman's a, Roman's a dude. If he didn't take – if he wasn't popping – actually, I take that back. Uh, if he wasn't allegedly on Adderall, he'd um still be champion. I doubt that. He probably would have lost that belt regardless. Yeah. But um, uh, he, he he's a little too good. He's a little too good for he's a little too good for that U.S. title. But I I understand where they're bringing it from because you can't like not have him do something, and then you can give Rus- kind of give Rusev a little time off. Uh, not time off, but kind of put him somewhere else. Hell, you can es- escalate him to the world title picture again. I can I can see that I can see that the main event couple, we had Kevin oh uh, go ahead Fred sorry oh sorry I was just gonna say a couple funny things from the show uh, before the show started we were in the merch line for like forty minutes uh, they had the Roman vest for fifty dollars and I kept trying to have people pitch in to buy it and I would just my shirt off and wear the Roman vest for the duration of the pay per views <laughs> not a dare <laughs> the best part was instant heat from just doing one simple thing when it was dead quiet in the merch line. Uh, just dead silence, and all of a sudden giving the, giving the fans a little, ooh, ah, and then, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Instant Yo, heat from the crowd. And another funny thing, too, is if you watch the pay-per-view back, when Roman is in the ring and he's up on the turnbuckle off to the right, like the right side of the camera, you see my buddy Scott walking up to the <laughs> Walking up to the restroom, and I was right behind him. But uh, you at least caught him going to the bathroom as Reigns is being introduced, and he's up on the bathroom break. I cracked up when I saw that. Yo, Fred, I actually thought when you said you were in line, I thought someone was going to do the uh, the. It was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dog. Oh, I did, when he won, I kept <laughs> doing that. Yeah, oh yeah, but the ooh we hit that like twelve times. Every time it's just a deafening boo. Gotta cock it. Yeah, gotta cock it. Lock it, cock it. <laughs> and in our uh, main event this uh, this from the show, we had Kevin Owens ta- defeating Seth Rollins, and with some help from Stephanie McMahon and other sorts of distractions, Chris Jericho and stuff like that. And you know. I, you know, I like a heel cheating to win. I think that's the right way to go, especially with someone like Owens because he can add so much to a promo using that kind of stuff and making him get more over as a heel, to me at least. What did you what Mike, we'll start with you. What'd you think? I liked how after the match you know, they didn't show it, it was on the network, but then you see Triple H come out and then him and Stephanie are like on the same page and you're you know, wondering what's going on. And you knew that when Stephanie came out towards the end of the match with the new ref, I mean, the look she gave, she gives the greatest looks. I mean, she she can do so much just with a a glare, and you know exactly what's going on. Uh, But the match itself, you know, it's what you expected, other than Seth Rollins didn't injure Kevin Owens. That's about the only thing that didn't happen that I thought would. (laughs) No, Seth Rollins injured himself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. They were chanting buckle bomb. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So oh. They were yelling out buckle bomb. But other than that, what else? But, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a great match. It's Like I said, it's what you expected from those two, but I would have actually liked to see the match go a little bit longer. 
Yeah, well, twenty-five minute match. Oh, yeah, but it's Man. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. It could have went <laughs> fucking an hour and a half, and I would have been all right. For, fight yeah. forever. <laughs> exactly. Man, I'm not gonna lie to you, because it's like I'm, that, I'm not gonna lie to you. I popped when uh, two things. I popped when Seth told uh, Seth told KO to suck it and goes for the pedigree. Yeah. I also popped by seeing the most innovative uh, reversal to the pump up power bomb I've seen with Seth. Blocking like with Seth going up, coming back down, kicking Owens in the chest or the stomach, only to give him the pedigree, and that was like that was dope. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, CrossFit, CrossFit Jesus, (laughs) CrossFit Jesus. So overall, um, what did you guys think of the card? Just like if you want to give it a grade or however you want to do it. Overall, what did you think of it? See, I'm biased because it, it, it is what it is. When you when you go to a show and not trying to sound like a big D-bag, but when you're sitting that close to the show uh, and you're that close to the ring, like it just adds a certain element of excitement that you're not going to get at home like eating a DiGiorno and drinking a root beer watching it on the network. Uh, I, had, I, I watched it back because I wanted to watch it back just on the pay-per-view just to see was it actually that good. Uh, there were some finishes that were questionable that I thought. Uh, I mean, if I would give it a grade, I'd probably say, to be fair, it's like 7.9 out of 10. Uh, the Reigns uh, U.S. title win, I think the, the time was near. Bruce has held it before. Uh, they needed to do something with with uh, Reigns at this point. So uh, Bruce has a great heel. He doesn't really need the U.S. title. And I'd actually like to see him just in a in a singles match within a few uh, outside of the ring thing. It's kind of a ship has sailed. Uh, the cruiserweights were great. I'm glad we weren't like those assholes in Ohio that had to chant CM Punk and Macho Man. I was going to bring match, it up. The cruiser, cruiserweight match was uh, pretty awesome. So there were some high spots that show. I even I enjoyed the triple threat women's match. Uh, I don't think it was on the same level as uh, insert Becky Lynch. In Bailey's place, I don't think it was as good as that Mania match, the triple threat. Uh, but it's still an enjoyable match. I mean, it was all just solid wrestling, just a, a few questionable finishes like the tag match, um, and then the same as Sheamus Cesaro match. So, yeah, I mean, it was above average. Uh, I guess good, not great. Uh, yeah. Par for the course, you know, uh, for the first Raw show. Pretty, pretty solid. Mike, what'd you think overall? I'd give it a solid B. And, uh, you know, looking back at it, you know, it's Clash of Champions. Every title is on the line, and you only had one change hands. Hmm. Interesting. But overall, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, we. I just thought your laptop bit the dust there. It probably will soon. <laughs> but we forgot to mention the uh, the amazing kickoff match. I didn't even want to bring it up. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it was just Nia Jax whooping ass some more. Alicia Fox got in some offense, and that's the first time we've seen that in like seven years. Yeah, you know that's it's good that they're starting to. Um, I like how they've done everything transitioning from jobbers to lower card. You know, right? It's 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 making it's helping Nia Jax. It's helping Braun Strowman. It's helping um, who who's been doing a lot of squash matches. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Bo Dallas. Yeah, Bo Dallas. That now, guy. I'm still I'm I'm still upset it wasn't Derek King that took him on in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> but that uh that backstage uh scene with Alicia and Nia Jax a couple weeks ago was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was when she was throwing the fit and then she accidentally hit her with that box and yeah. just for a split second she's like, Oh shit, I'm gonna die. 
That was hilarious. <laughs> and she hit him. She hit her with that. Oh, oh shit! My bad. Are you yeah. all right? You all right? <laughs> all right. Fuck you, then. Yeah. Like, Fuck you, then. Old crust ass. Crust ass. Crust ass. You know. Um, <laughs> she just kept. Shaggy, overall, what did you think of the card? I wish I had four thumbs. So I was like, I wish I had two hands so I can give that bitch four thumbs. I fucked that whole thing up. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit. It. it was all right. It was it's all, all right. good. It's all good. Like like I said earlier, it's like an all right show. Raw just doesn't seem to be doing its best right now, while SmackDown, on the other hand, I think is getting better and better each week. And it's only because, like I said from four, like I said, to matter of fact, I said that to you guys in a text message. I was like, SmackDown will be all right because they have the NXT writers. Raw does not. Well, and Raw just and Raw just proved it doesn't matter who's the champion. We had Balor and Owens as champions. Now, granted, Balor was a champ for a day, but that all that excitement level, it's just short lived. It gets sucked into the vacuum that is the soap opera of the three hour wrestling show about wrestling. And SmackDown is the wrestling show. It's no filler or fluff. You get great promos that actually mean something. It's you can notice too, just from a promo standpoint, SmackDown. Uh, it's just a more visceral promo that it's given from everybody. I mean, look at Ziggler just freaking out on the Miz about his career, and like he just. And that's not the first time they've had money promos. Miz right now, of all people, yep. is shining. Like he legitimately deserves not just being in a match I think he deserves a title run at some point on the SmackDown brand and I never thought after going to Mania 27 and watching Miz Cena and being bored to tears I never thought again that I'd be like man it'd be sweet if Miz was champ look what that show has done to build stars and then you look on Raw and it's just it's the opposite it doesn't matter who's getting pushed or who has the belt it's the same old same old that we've grown to just grunt and moan about because it's just so monotonous Fred, I said this earlier. I want you I want it, you get your opinion on it. If you watch the two shows, the main difference is you only see Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon when you need to. Now, with Stephanie and Absolutely. with Stephanie and Mick, you're seeing there, seeing them almost every other skit and it takes I think that takes away from the, the attention in the ring from the wrestlers and all that. What do you think? Well, absolutely. The McMahons have uh, inserted themselves into the main event scene for how many years? I mean, we can go about all the way back to McMahon, Helmsley, <laughs> you know, Austin McMahon. There's always a McMahon involved, and it's just so it's beyond stale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's raining here in Indianapolis, so if you hear the little pitter patter, I apologize on the audio end from, from my end. Yeah, this uh, isn't this isn't a professionally produced podcast, so <laughs> people won't care. Well, yeah, you know, we're we're getting close to a podcast one deal for. For oversell, man. Oh yeah, yeah, that's gonna uh, happen. Better than better than some of that other shit. Ooh, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I just I don't I don't understand. Here's another thing about SmackDown too that I enjoy. Talking Smack is incredible. That's the best original content, original idea that they've come up with in a long time because it adds a certain nuance to it. Where, it's like, I'm not sure. Did you? Did any of you see Cena? I'm talking back from uh, last night. I didn't. He pretty much shoots on Ambrose, <laughs> and you can say it's worked or whatever, but it's just kind of you get to hear them just talk shit, basically, and it, you don't get that. It's not scripted like this Sunday at No Mercy. I'm going to come at No, and you get to hear them just 
talk shit like they would if the cameras were off. And Cena just basically ripped at Dean and said, oh, he called me a part-timer. And last I checked, he had the PC cash a briefcase and got the title and then lost it in his next defense. And, like, he's just talking shit about Dean. Like, would if we were just on a podcast or he's with his buddies having a beer. Like, there, there's a certain nuance to that. Uh, where SmackDown is just it's so fresh, it's still different. Raw felt different one week when, oh, the logo is different, and, oh, Corey Graves is at the top by the ramp like they used to be. And then the next week, it's just it's back to status quo. Uh, but we, getting back to your original point, yeah, it, 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 that's the thing. And you, you nailed it on the head. The GMs are needed when they're needed. Stephanie McMahon coming out and cutting these soap opera promos and, like, even when Mick Foley was in the ring screaming at Cesaro and Sheamus, I turned the volume down. You know, Stephanie at the beginning of that Raw, that one episode, it was so horribly acted, and she's complaining to Mick, and Mick's like, oh, you're that, used to be that shy girl, and da-da-da. I'm like, what the, is this guiding light? Like, yeah, yeah. as the Raw turns, like, days of our Raws, like, what are we <laughs> watching? It's just the same old, tired three hours of just let's stretch this out as far as we can because, hey, we make more money with three hours. The advertisers are going to give us more money on USA. So, hey, let's just stretch shit out. It, it, it doesn't feel that way on SmackDown. Top to bottom, I, there's never a dull point for me on SmackDown, at least on my end, you know, my opinion. Well, let's take a quick break. I need to reset GarageBand and our Mixler chat here, so stick around. We will be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast, and a big thank you for joining us to at Shaggy Black on Twitter and at the letter K F A B E Connection, Fred. The K Fabe Connection, him and Fight at Fight Ben Fight do a great podcast called the K Fabe Connection. And it's just two guys talking about wrestling and they cover all of it. They cover New Japan, they cover Lucha Underground, they cover WWE, they cover if they go to a local show or something like that, and you know, they cover pretty much everything's wrestling. Probably should open that before we start <laughs> recording, but okay, whatever. Big news. Big, 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 big news in the wrestling world, and TNA is up for sale. They've been up for sale for a long time. Yeah, well, okay. But going into this weekend, their biggest pay-per-view of the year, and they don't necessarily have the funds to put that show on right now. Yeah, so Friday, I think they're talking about a deal may get done. And it's in between Billy Corgan and it's between the WWE. And uh, folks in the chat room, I, want, I really want you to chime in on this. And we, you know, we've been talking about it all night. But to me, if someone buys that company, I want it to be Billy Corgan. Yeah. Not mainly because if the WWE buys them, it's gonna. They just want the video library. They'll take. If I had to guess, I'll take two or three wrestlers. They'll take the Miracle. They'll take. They'll Rogan. bring the Hardys. They'll bring both. You think both the Hardys or just yeah. Matt? Because they they've been wanting Jeff Hardy back for a while. They were already talking about possibly bringing him back after like Royal Rumble. Like, okay. Um, but they both have to be their broken characters. That's that. That's the thing now. They <coughs> need to write it because they would. With Bray Wyatt, they could do a lot of stuff with. Um, you know. Depending on what show they went to, there's plenty of fresh, fresh out. It'd be interesting seeing the broken characters come in, but I have a hard time seeing WWE bringing them in as that. When they basically made the Hardys what they were, it's hard to see them bring them in. 
but you know you have Triple H in a role now where he is you know he's bringing in he's lot bringing in a lot of guys he wants right and I bet you he's seen this broken Matt character and he's like I see I see a lot there's a lot of potential behind that character in front of a WWE audience you know keep doing the same weird video packages with them and stuff like that I mean that but uh yeah I could see the miracle I see those two guys maybe Eli Eli Drake is that his name what's his name yeah that's his name I don't. I'm not too big of a fan. Dummy, yo. Yeah. Maybe him. Women wise. I don't oh, know. No, I think they would they would give EC three a shot. E- yeah, yeah. EC three. You know, hopefully they bring Maria with the miracle. Oh yeah, they'd have to. Um Cherry Bomb. Yeah. Or what's her Allie. name? Allie. Yeah. Allie Impact over there. So maybe C <clears throat> I Sienna I don't see. Gail Kim. See, I don't think they would give Gail Kim another chance. Really? Yeah. They try. They they've tried twice with her, or but you know, and she <laughs> wouldn't be as hard now. <laughs> that's true. I mean, what about you know? You think they give Drew Galloway another chance? Man, I don't know if Vince can back him up again. You know, I, Drew Galloway. I could see a guy. He would be a go one around, do more indie stuff, kind of like Cody Rhodes is doing now. Right. Which you know, he's supposed to be. Yeah, he's um, supposed to debut. This weekend, yeah, it, it should, should. We don't know what if, <laughs> if it, it happens. If yeah. the show happens or not. What about Moose? Do yeah, you think they Moose, would bring in Moose? Moose would go to NXT. He's still a little too green, but he would be perfect in NXT. Still has a chance to learn. A lot of great people work right. with, like Samoa Joe and Nakamura and stuff like that. So I would say he would go to NXT and, and probably Mikey Bennett too. Mike Bennett would go to NXT just to kind of. Get used to the WWE style and get them in front of a WWE audience and stuff like that. Um, oh no, I think he would be great to go straight to Raw. You know, so? he's just because of the way his character is. You know, he's he already has it in his mind like he should that you know he's the top guy. He should come straight to the top show and just start running it. And I mean, just basically like they did in TNA when they showed up, they pretty much took over. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've always been a fan of. Mike Bennett and Maria, since it, I saw them in, when they were doing their stuff over in New Japan and Ring, and of, Ring Honor. of Honor. Yeah. I mean, it was, they were, I, Maria's found as a, he, Maria found this heel character and and just blew it away with yeah. it. And, you know, it's better. I love that more than I like the dumb, ditzy, whatever character she was. Yeah. You know, the air, you know, the dumb, smart girl. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, it, George says Jade is the best wrestler in the division besides Gail Kim. Yeah, Jade's pretty good. Jade's pretty good. I'm, I'm really haven't watched enough to. Right. No, I I know the big names. <clears throat> They're all the ones that had been in WWE at one point, basically. Well, I knew Cherry Bomb was over there. Yeah. George says no, not Allie. OMG, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but yeah, I, I, but I I would rather Billy Corgan buy this, so that he said he would rebrand it. Um, you know, and he's the kind of guy he probably knows people. He could probably bring in some good sponsorships and stuff like that he know you know through his entertainment connections and he's actually had a wrestling show before he was doing and he was booking it for as a reality television show and the way he booked it and he presented it to a couple of people like this is really good right um i think it plus it keeps another rest big wrestling company open right because you know when wcw got shut down you had 90 wrestlers because and then after that you had east or you had uh ecw shut down mm-hmm. no you had ecw, ECW shut first. first and then yeah. wcw and you had all these wrestlers around and then you get this big convoluted wwe product and then 
we go through the brand split. We have these three brands, and it, it, right. it, it didn't really work as well as they wanted it to. Um, so, <laughs> how shitty would it be <laughs> for uh, you know WWE to to buy out TNA? You know, just put them under, just you know, bring in a couple people, just as. Damian Sandow or Aaron Rex gets there and it's like he's on fire right now in in DNA. Uh-huh. I mean, the first night he came in, you know, he's immediately like bashing the other company and how, you know, what's his character like? Describe what he's, he's doing basically. Up. I mean, it really doesn't seem like a character. I mean, like he brought him in as himself. I mean, that's what it seems like to me. I've never, you know, obviously don't know the guy and haven't seen a lot out of outside of WWE, but I mean. He immediately comes in. It's almost like a, almost like a CM Punk. Like once he got to kind of go on his own, you know, he just comes in. He was, you know, the other company was trying to hold me back. You know, they were scared to give me a mic. They were, just, you know, scared to do this. They didn't want to get behind me. And you know, I've got the talent. And you know, basically just come in as bitter. But he's a fan favorite because everybody knows, you know, mm-hmm. how little he was given in WWE. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's. He's been on fire ever since he came in, and it would just suck to just watch them well, like, go and straight like, back. If WWE buys it, how bad is Cody Rhodes going to feel? <clears throat> yeah, like, exactly. What the, yeah, what like the, he didn't even get to debut. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see look at his like, are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they've said you know if, if WWE did end up buying it, it would be pretty much just for the the, ta- the, tape, the tape library, library a couple of rest, a handful of wrestlers. Yeah, they take a few wrestlers, but I mean the the brand itself and the company would just be shut down. It would be non-existent. George says Sandow is generic ex WWE guy who wants to get over as the guy who never got a chance. Okay. Yeah. He also said Sienna would get a shot because they could have a feud between her and Nia. Also. Also, she's she's be what NXT is missing a top female heel. She'd be yeah, not she. she it says she's be, but she'd <laughs> be. Um, Kevin Slo- Kr Sloan thirteen in the chat room says Gail. I don't know. She wasn't all that good. I thought Gail was always a great, uh, yeah. great wrestler. Yeah, and she still is. I mean, <laughs> I I love her finishing move and what it's called. It's eat defeat. Mm-hmm. And she basically just, you know, puts her foot right up next to your face and then falls back on her back and like holds your arm mm-hmm. and pulls you down into it. And just to play on words, eat defeat because that's the finisher. So you're going to be, you know, defeated. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, who else would that you think what would happen with the decay? Think they'd be picked up or tossed aside? They'd probably be thrown out quick. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it would be great to see them come in and, you know, against the Wyatts or join with the Wyatts and have this huge see, group. Now that, yeah, that would be something but else. I just you don't know, see them getting behind if, that. If they do that, Rosemary could transition into Sister Abigail. Yeah. And if she could still play the same kind of character. Exactly. You know, she do, she can do her mystical spit or whatever it is. What I would really like to see, though, if, you know, if they did buy them and end up bringing in a lot of the people, you know, now that they've revamped and brought back in the cruiserweights you know their x division has a lot of talent mm-hmm. i mean that's where tj perkins was prior to this uh is manic but i mean they've got djz uh there was manic i mean the one thing about tna though when you watch it if you miss a couple episodes you're 
it, it's almost like a whole new roster. Like people just come and go so frequently. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, like James Storm has been there, left, come back. And now he's left again. So how long until he uh <laughs> how long until he goes <laughs> until back he shows back in NXT has one shot and then what do you, uh, um you know a former TNA guy has now has his own stable in NXT Sanity have you seen them no I haven't I, I haven't been keeping up with NXT as much uh yeah the, it's, it's so fucking much other wrestling is on yep <laughs> and that's you know, it's it's a it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> but that's going to clear up if TNA goes under because <laughs> that's well, the, one less show I watch. There's still so many flavors out there. Yeah. You know, Raw, SmackDown, Lucha Underground, New Japan. Uh, and it's weird saying Impact. Raw and SmackDown, but they are different. Yeah. I mean, they are truly different I'm, brands. I'm, I'm starting to slowly come around on that camera on SmackDown. I'm slowly starting to come around on it. It's still li- way different than anything right. I've ever seen. But there's also like New Japan. Mm-hmm. There's you know anything out there. Ring of <coughs> Honor. You know. I hate that they lost their TV deal. Yeah, it was a station I never got, so I never got to watch it anyway. Well, I mean, it, it worked out for me because it was on when it was on Destination America. You right. know, it was Ring of Honor and then TNA. So I mean, I got yeah to see both of those on the same night. Yeah, uh, you got NXT. Yeah, you know they're in kind of a lull right there now because I think, you know, they're kind of short on stars with all the call ups that have yeah, happened. Yeah, with the recently. draft. Yeah, but you know, you got there's so much wrestling out there to where if there's one th- product you don't like, just just watch something else. You got yeah. New Japan World that's like nine bucks a month. You get access to all their content, and you know, Wrestle Kingdom eleven will be coming up here in the next month. You need you need mm. to like come over and watch that with us with me. Okay. Because, because it is, it, you'll love it because it's just wrestling, man. And yeah. It's awesome wrestling. You and know? I still watch, you know, New Japan every week on Access. Yeah. How you liking that? How you liking I'll it? Watch it every week. I haven't missed a week since it's been on. So you've gotten to watch the G One Climax from last year, and like that's an interesting tournament with yeah. the way you do. They do the points and stuff right. like that. And, um, what what have you thought of? Who's who? After you're watching it from all the stuff from last year, who's some of your favorite guys from New Japan? Still Okada. You still you're no rainmaker guy. Yeah, love you know, rainmaker, uh, Goto. Okay. Tanahashi. Tan- I love Tanahashi. He's he's fucking awesome. Uh, I can never remember your guy, the little Marty McFly guy. Uh, Kushida. Yeah, I, love I can never Kushida. remember his name for some reason, but I fucking love Kushida, man. Kenny Omega. Yep, is on there quite uh, a bit. Shibata. Ishii. You know, I love the cat. It seems like they're always <laughs> feuding. Oh my god! Shibata and Ishii. It's like every anytime you see them on there, they're in a match against each other because they're the only ones that can wrestle each other because they just beat the hell out of each yeah. other. And they can only they're the only ones that can take it. They um, just stand in the ring and just throw elbows at each other for like five minutes, and then they'll do a couple high spots, and then they just throw elbows at each other, and then they start kicking each other as hard as they can. Yeah, it, it, New Japan is such a great product, and it's like what I like about that. It's like the sport of professional wrestling right you know you don't need a dumb authority figure making them do all these matches you just get the matches and they're they're telling they're telling their stories through their matches like kenny omega won the g1 this year <clears throat> yeah that's incredible yeah a gaijin winning the g1 climax and kenny omega is like he's blossomed over in new japan to where you know now the people over here triple h and everybody they're like hmm <laughs> shit well, yeah, and it's funny. It's like you see guys like Jim Cornette tell people like Kevin Owens, like you're never going to wrestle in front of more, more than 200 people at a bingo right. hall or something. And guess what? 
he's main eventing WrestleMania. You know, he's yeah. he's at, he's wrestling in front of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in mess, WrestleMania. You know, he said the same thing about. I think he was not very uh, high on Kenny Omega, or it was Vince Russo, one of the two. But he's going out and wrestling in front of crowds at Wrestle Kingdoms for that's like, you know, sixty-five thousand plus people. That's yeah, like at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 huge. <clears throat> so there's plenty of wrestling out there if you're a wrestling fan. You don't. I know we cover the WWE a lot, and I try to break it up, but it's the biggest boy around. And, right. You know, you also if you also have your local shows, go support local wrestling. I got to go to a show up in Jonesboro. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It was the Legends of Memphis Wrestling Show. Dustin Starr was there. Derek King was there. Uh, lots of Memphis wrestlers. Mike Anthony, um, Action Jackson. I think. Have you seen that? Yeah, Action I've Jackson seen Action Action Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. He he didn't have the camel back on this match this week. He had some like camel. He he looked badass and he had a great <clears throat> match with Mike Anthony. I love Action Jackson. He's awesome. I'm working on getting him on the show. But, you know, there's so much wrestling out there. If you have a local show, I highly recommend going to it. And, you know, if you can, I'm not telling you how to spend your money, but if you can, buy a wrestler's T-shirt, man. That's, you know, pay to take a picture with them, whatever. Pay for an 8x10. I've got an 8x10 of Coco Beware over here, and I got uh, Jimmy Hart, and, you know, got my Wrestle Crate stuff. You know, just support yeah. local wrestling. It's all good. So, end of the... The TNA thing, yeah, I just, I just really hope it ends up being Billy Corgan or someone not with the WWE. That I, I hope it continues, yeah. Now, if Billy Corgan buys it, you know, it's going to be rebranded. Oh, yeah. but Like, may even drop the the name itself. I mean, it may not be TNA at all. Well, that, I think I'd be good with that. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, here's an interesting story for some news and notes. Apparently, um, TJ Perkins has some heat backstage. Already. because And it's like, it seems kind of... Um, kind of stupid because let me find the article here but it seems like he was getting heat because you know he talks about his past and he was homeless he's been evicted out of a bunch of um homes and stuff like that and people think that he's using that you know to get himself over more and let's see According to Dave Meltzer on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, some WWE stars are not happy with Perkins talking about his past. The reason is that many independent wrestlers and some current WWE roster members have come from similar positions and haven't boasted about it. Some guys feel like that comes with the territory of being a pro wrestler and it shouldn't be boasted about. Just seems... Okay. It just seems kind of <laughs> stupid to get heat on. That's courtesy of IWNerd.com. That oh, that story followed them on Twitter at inner n three r d inner nerd with a three instead of an e. Uh, looks like Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson are set for this week's Raw or this next week's Raw. No, oh, okay. Special guest stars. Okay. Like, like if this were ten years ago, I'd maybe excited about that because you know they're still, you know, it's Hyde and whatever Ashton <coughs> Kutcher's well Kelso Hyde and Kelso, but now it's I don't know. Well, they've got a. There's a show on Netflix that they do now, The Ranch. Oh, okay, so, great. I'm guessing that's what it is. So, is it like that '70s show on a ranch? I don't know. I've never watched it, <laughs> but I just know that it's on there. Uh, speaking of Netflix, you know what comes out Friday? Luke Cage. Luke Cage. It's gonna be badass. I've been waiting for that one for a while. Yeah, and but then, it kills me. I know you haven't played it, but the Marvel Avengers Alliance game on Facebook, mm-hmm. they ended it. Like its last day is. 
30. Oh, I've, I've played it a couple of times. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, like, they just pulled the plug on it. Oh, they're like, man. it's done. This is the last day that you can play. And, like, they're, it's not like they're just not continuing it anymore. Like, that's the last day you play. Like, October 1st, it won't be on Facebook any longer. Wow. And a I, lot of people I are pissed because a lot of people spend a lot of money on that game. Oh, well, that's that's your fault for. Yeah, I've never, money. I haven't spent any money on it, but I've yeah. played it for years. There's a game on iPhone you get. I've been playing lately. It's called Animation Throwdown. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a card game, kind of like uh, Magic mm-hmm. for you dorks like me and Mike that, that played Magic a lot. Um, but um, it's uh, characters. All the cards are characters and stuff from Family Guy. Bob's Burgers and American Dad. Right. Is it American Dad? Is that the name of it? Yeah. I think that's it. Oh, and King of the Hill. And King of the Hill. I wish there were some Simpson characters in there, but I guess <laughs> that. But it's fun. It's uh, Go check it out. It's on iTunes. It's free, but there's an app purchases <clears throat> as well. So that was our little four way outside of the world of wrestling. <laughs> um, Ryback is looking to go to Bellator. They're looking, they're like really close to signing him. He's looking to do anything now. Man. You know, he, he learns a little technique. He's got the strength. I mean, I don't know. He may be like Brock Lesnar, though. Mm. Eats one to the face. Yeah, it, it depends on that chin. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Foley tells critics that Sheamus and Cesaro finished to kiss his ass. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah. I yeah. like Mick Foley. There was talk of uh, Bully Ray. Going, going back, back to, to TNA. TNA. Yeah, I bet he's pissed that there's a chance. <laughs> it's another one of those guys, like, he'll probably sign and be like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what'd you think of the end of the Dudleys, how they, this last Dudleys run? There wasn't really a run. I mean, I understand, and they understood, you know, coming back in, it was just to help get the, the younger guys over. But, I mean, when you bring in somebody as decorated as the Dudleys, I mean, you've, you've got to give them more TV time. I mean, how many... In the last like six months, how many of their matches were like on you know the pre-shows right. for pay-per-views? I mean, it's not getting somebody over if they're matches that people aren't watching. Right, exactly. And you know, it's it, it doesn't even seem like they're. I don't know. It didn't seem something was off about it and the way they did it. You know, they did. It. They didn't seem like the Dudleys. Right. It right. was just another tag team of a couple people that you knew. Uh, Which brings up another point of how how ridiculous it is that they're still kind of I'm not going to say burying but they're not using uh Gallows and Anderson like they should you know they they retired the Dudleys and then they still can't get the tag titles let's do a Memphis wrestling moment okay Scheduling tasks. It is good to <laughs> practice. This is not the Memphis Wrestling book. Oh man, this is the guide to Red Hat Linux. Yeah. Can you hand me the wrestling book. Or you can you can pick out one. I don't care. Be sure you're following us on Twitter while Mike's looking that up. I'm gonna pimp out our Twitters again. Facebook.com slash oversell podcast, twitter.com slash oversell podcast, D E R I C K O V E R S E L L on Twitter. <coughs> and check out the Amazon link at Oversell Podcast. Dot com. Guys in the chat room, while we're getting doing our Memphis wrestling moment, if you guys can go ahead and start thinking about your superstars of the week, we're going to do that here in just a few minutes. It would have been a good one, but you can't read half of it. Hate when that happens. Kevin in the chat room says, Luke Cage can't wait. Hopefully we're going <laughs> to... And on, on still on Marvel, you've seen uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
I haven't been, I'm behind on it, but I hear Ghost Rider. Yeah, I've only, I haven't I haven't watched this week's episode yet, but yeah, that's all the first episode. Ghost Rider. Is it actually Ghost Rider? Or is it just Johnny Cage? Uh, it's Ghost Rider. Awesome. There oh, there is one change to it that I'm not too happy about, but I don't I won't. He's tell not a, you. he's not the spirit of vengeance. Well, no, it's well I'll tell you because I'm sure if you've seen commercials, you've seen he doesn't have the motorcycle. It's a car, it and that kind of takes yeah, away. That's a big change. Yeah. I've been watching Gotham though. Gotham is fucking great. Oh man, that show is next just week's like, gonna be awesome with Mad Hatter. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, yeah, that show is just—it's amazing what they can get away with on network television now. Between that and like American Horror Story and Scream Queens or whatever, and I mean, it's just yeah. I'm I'm enjoying Gotham though. <clears throat> you know, I just—it's interesting to see how they're gonna like how this is eventually going to tie into. Um, Batman, you know, because well, guess what? With the breaks in these season, that kid's gonna grow up. Yeah, he's getting old quick. <laughs> yeah, he, his voice has already dropped. <laughs> but the, I mean, the kid's still only fifteen, though. Yeah, I mean, like okay. the actor himself is still only fifteen. He's doing a great job, and like it's it's, it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with this doppelganger of his. I'm still trying to find a Memphis wrestling so I that I can talk, read. I got to talk some more filler. Yeah, just keep talking Marvel. Oh man, keep talking Marvel. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Or DC, either one. Either. I'm excited for Iron Fist. Yeah, did, have they announced when that's coming out yet? No, but I've seen like a little teaser. Yeah, I've seen a teaser of it. It's uh, a dude it. that's actually on uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, it's got we've got uh, what uh, Doctor Strange coming up soon in November. Yep. November tenth. You is remember it? Hero Clicks? Yeah, I still Doc- have like all of mine and yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you still have my Doctor Strange because that was yeah. like the best character I yeah. ever had. I still have that. And I remember our buddy Chris Deadman was making fun of me. Doctor Strange, what are you going to do for this? Like, watch. Destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've got like 300 of those just sitting in the closet. Oh, man. Maybe we can play sometime. Yeah, we'll play after the next show. <laughs> well, we've got the perfect table for it. Yeah. Maybe we can get Larry over here or something. He'll, you know, he's all about games now. Basically, I've ended up, I've got like mine and yours and like I bought all of Jason's at one point. Yeah, so I've got tons of them. I just still hate Outwit, just so you know that. <laughs> Fucking Outwit. Was it like impervious? And no, it was Outwit was like, I outwit your major ma- major laser beam. Like, well, that sucks. That kills me. <laughs> exactly. And there's the Hulk. Remember the Hulk? Like mm. the more you beat, the more you hit him, the, the stronger, stronger he got, yeah. and then like eventually you get weaker. But and then just putting one really good guy with like six little policemen around him, so you had better attack or something. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous, but that's what we did. Yeah, I, I preferred magic anyway. All right, I think I found one that I can read. Okay, and it kind of goes along with what we were saying and talking about. Interesting. <laughs> All right, uh, September 27th, 1977, at South Coliseum. Start at the bottom of the card, and this is the first one where I said it kind of ties in with what we were talking about. First match, the Riddler. Versus, I'm thinking this as Don Anderson. Yep. Uh, Leroy Brown, somebody that I really can't read. Yeah, I can't read half of these. <laughs> Can you read what that says? 
really professional here, people. Okay, which one? The one above the Riddler. I can make out Leroy Brown. See, what I do is if I can't read them, I look for the Radamias. Yeah, it's something crazy. And Bruce... Look like Swayze. Yeah, that is Bruce Swayze. Uh, versus Terry Gordy, Scott Casey, and Ed. Jeez. <laughs> Ed, we'll just say Kowalczyk, the guy, well, lead singer like from Live. Floodsert. That can't be someone's last name. <laughs> it's wrestling. There's a guy named the Riddler. Anyway, Hollywood Blondes versus Bill Dundee and Jimmy Garvin. Norvell Austin and Pat Barrett versus the Samoans. That was for the Southern Tag Team titles. And the Southern Heavyweight title match, Jimmy Valiant versus Mr. Wrestling. Let's see, let's see. Lawler takes... Well, wait, that's not... That can't be the right one. Yeah, I think it was... Is it this one? Okay. A not-too-valiant effort. Jim Valiant lost the match but retained a Southern Heavyweight Championship belt in last night's feature match at the Mid-South Coliseum. Mr. Wrestling beat Valiant on a disqualification, but the belt does not change in such cases. In other matches, Jimmy Garvin beat the Riddler, the Samoans beat Bill Dundee and Tommy Rich, Norville Austin teamed with Pat Barrett to beat Jerry Novak and Mike Stark, and Phil Hickerson and Dennis Condry beat Robert Gibson and Jerry Bryant. Terry Gordy, Scott Casey, and King Cobra drew, drew with Leroy Brown, Radamias, and Bruce Swayze in a six-man tag match, and Dundee won the Roman Gladiator battle. Let's see. It didn't doesn't have an attendance there, but we're just going to say it was 12,000. 12, yeah, it was 12,000. You know, I was looking at another one. And there's a um, match that included um, Dr. D, David Schultz. Do you remember him? I do not. He was the defender of K-Fabe. He, uh, what? Wrestling's a tough business. And the guy's like, well, I heard wrestling is fake. Fake? And he's, I mean, he slapped this reporter. He slapped the taste out of his mouth. Call that fake? That's an open hand slap. Fake, come on. And he slapped, he slapped him twice. And, you know, a lot of wrestlers looked at him was like, thank you for protecting the business and blah, 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 right. blah, blah. So you have to look. I'll, sh- I'll have to show you that video. I've got nothing else. Let's do Superstar of the Week. We like to end every show with this. So, Mike, guys in the chat room, I ask, who is your Superstar of the Week? This is an easy one for me. What you got? Cesaro. Cesaro, breaking his, damn near breaking his neck for the entertainment of the people. Yes. I like it. Uh, George in the chat room, superstar of the week, Alexa Bliss. She's got intensity and facial expressions like no other woman in the company, star in the making. Something different there. Hmm. That's something different. Kevin, shut the front door. If you guys have a superstar of the week, go ahead and uh, give them to me. I still have to think of mine. Since it's been a while, you can technically go back to other, Yeah, you know, like Backlash or something. Yeah, I can't even remember backlash to be honest. AJ Styles, why not? You know, he's he the, won the title. He's yeah. the world heavyweight champion. He's the face that runs a place, and he still what ran an armband on his head. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes, and while you're there, give us a review, give us five stars, and leave a comment that helps with our iTunes rating, and also. When we tweet out links on our Oversell Podcast Twitter account, retweet that link. Retweet that link. Let's get this show. we got to start spreading the word about this show, and let's spread it to as many people as possible. So 
retweet that link, share it on Facebook, anywhere you can get to this podcast. Share, 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 and share again. Thank you guys for joining us in the chat room. You can always join our chat room whenever we record at Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Oversell Podcast. Folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We appreciate every one of you. This has been the Oversell Podcast.